Take that! Chris, no! We're recording! Put the sword away, man! Okay. Well, just, I mean, fight fight me! Ha! Oh! That really hurts! Well, it's a sword, Chris. Ow! I'm losing a lot of blood. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. Should I stop singing? No. Uh, uh, in fact, you should think, sing the theme song. Getting so cold. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death. I'm Jafar. Should, should we call it the Sword Fight Battle Royale this time? Ooh. Sure. Sword Fight Battle Royale. Yeah, no, mm. the Sword Fight Battle Royale. Should I oh, recap the whole thing? Or a we battle can... royale with swords. No, no, That no. would end real fast. Yeah. Yes, it would. Well, no, Draft the Universe, Sword Fight Battle Royale, Jafar... My name is Christopher Roy. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And I'm Ben. Hello there. You can't tell it, but I'm being dubbed. Uh, <laughs> By yourself. Yes. <laughs> I believe that if you dub yourself, it's called ADR. That's, that's actually right. Yeah. <laughs> they do it a lot on Star Trek The Next Generation, which I am up to season four on, guys. I watched the best of both worlds. Yeah. Nice. What did you think? I really thought that the whole Borg subplot lasted a lot longer than two episodes. It comes back. <laughs> okay. But like the whole Locutus of Borg thing? Oh, yeah. That's just two episodes. Well, three episodes. If they made it today, he that would, would be a season. He yeah. would be. Yeah. There'd be a season of him as Locutus of Borg. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Did you watch the episode after Best of Both Worlds? Which one was that? Brothers. The one where he goes back. Oh, family, I think it's called. Yeah, Brothers is uh, the one with Data and Lore. Yeah. So, movie sword fighters. There are a lot of uh, really bad sword fights in Star Trek. I There are. I really thought some really you, terrible. I really thought fights. you guys would want to talk about Star Trek more with me. I do. I do. Very much so. I just don't know that everyone wants to listen to an hour of us geeking out about Star Trek. Well, seeing as but I if you do. currently subscribe to several podcasts just for people talking about Star Trek, there is a market for it. <laughs> I could probably start listening to that podcast now, can't I? There's Yeah, you could, you'd probably really like Greatest Gen. I mm. listen to Greatest Gen, Star Trek The Next Conversation, and Women at Warp. Uh, I, I listen to Greatest Gen and uh, Treks in the City. Oh, yeah. Which is also great. <laughs> That's a good podcast name. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're a real Miranda while I'm a real Troy. <laughs> not really, actually, how... Anyways. Um, speaking of... Do you not think Chris is a Miranda? Because Chris is totally a Miranda. Speaking of I Troy, honestly don't... I've never seen a single episode of Sex in the City or any of the movies. I have no frame of reference for who is who. I know that Miranda is one of the characters because people get told in other things that they're a Miranda. And that's why you're a that's, Carrie. All that I know. 
Which is the one? Who is the one that's super slutty? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the All two of, of them, us, really. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, there's one. Kim, Kim, Kim Cattrall. Which one yes. does she play? Uh. This is a question that Ben knows the answer to, but he doesn't want to act like he knows the answer to it. <laughs> we will Google it after pod and see how mad we are at Ben, and maybe we'll pull that sword out from the intro again. Okay. But. How's your arm doing? What do you mean? The, the cut on your arm uh, from the sword. I just swapped it out for a new one. It's fine. Yeah, we took him to Dr. Giggles. That was when. Uh, the, okay. the theme song lasts a lot longer for us than it does for the podcast audience. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, time dilation. Okay, yeah. um, something something that features prominently in a couple of episodes of Star Trek. It's true. <laughs> yes, and you haven't even gotten to the best one of those yet. I think that's cause and effect. I just watched uh, the Star Trek Four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the episode where Troy loses her empath abilities. Oh, that's a terrible one. So he's seen Brothers then. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched the episode immediately after Family. Is yeah, that, that's that, brothers. That's the one with data. The, and data, data and Laura and Noonien. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. That is I. That is where I learned a song from. That is why I learned the song uh, Abdullah Bulbul Amir, because okay. it's the song Laura is singing in that episode. <laughs> and it is a song about the danger of knife fighting, which brings us back to topic. There we are. <laughs> oh, I love that full circle. <laughs> The further out it goes before it comes right back, right? It's yeah, just the, the better. Yeah. It's just a feint. Yeah, when you see that boomerang just zoom way out there, and you're all like, you can't even really see it anymore. Yeah, and then no. it comes back into view right before it knocks you upside the head. No, it's it's you you swing short, your opponent faints to, to your open, and then you, you know, strike to their you know, open, and, and fainting and fainting. And Is fainting. that Fiore? No. It's, oh, okay. That's just general swords. swords. I, I just didn't know if that was specific to Fiore. I know you have studied the striking, blade. Striking short... Well, you short. were podcasting. I studied the blade. Actually, we all studied the blade, and then we stopped studying the blade to start podcasting, but... <laughs> <laughs> While you were preparing your lists, I studied the blade. While you were doing research, I studied the blade. I might be putting myself at a massive disadvantage in this episode. I, <laughs> I just... Yeah, no, I studied sword fighting for real instead of doing any research on my picks. I, th I figured it would just devolve. I only had time to watch one movie, so I watched Kill Bill. And I know that's your pick and not mine, but Kill Bill's really good, so. Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't get to watch it, so I'm, I'm going to need your help. <laughs> well, we'll see when you use it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because um, here at Draft the Universe, uh, we... <laughs> We, we take opposition research more uh, more <laughs> credibly than our actual own research. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, uh, we, we debate our topics, or debate our, our draft picks, on randomized criteria, yeah. which don't always have anything to do with the, the criteria, that, with the topics themselves. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yeah. Why don't we pick one of those randomized criteria, Chris? Because the first match is Ben versus Chaffer. And what are we drawing out of? That was so smooth, it was almost like you'd recorded it before. Almost. Yeah. I um, don't know. Do we have to keep this up every episode? Yes. Chris? Yes. Uh, actually, today, what, what, what we'll be doing is, um, this is... <clears throat> uh, I've, I've, I've got us a, a, a surprise here. Oh. This is Masamune. 
The oh. sharpest sword ever constructed. Oh, don't open it because just opening it will cut. Oh, God! And uh, what we're going to do is use it to cut through the fabric of space-time into a small pocket dimension that the draft commissioner has constructed for us in which lies our criteria. So Now, I, this is uh, Cheryl Crow's sword, right? I, hold the up. first cut is the deepest. Um, in that it is cutting through the entirety of space and time, yes. Becky, yeah, because it's, it's the deepest cut. You are technically correct. The um, best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best kind of correct. The, the kind Watch of correct. The microphone cords there with that blade, Chris. The kind of correct that you are mostly, <laughs> um, and also uh, deepest cuts, also the only type of cuts that you make, Ben. <laughs> 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 so let's uh, just jam this into the space-time continuum here. The space-time continuum does not need to be so close to my face, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Is there... There's a lot more juices in this thing than I, th than I thought would be. It's it's kind of like cutting through whale skin. It's called I think you got a cue. It's called the bleed, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, well... Uh, don't worry, Chris. Where we're you, going, we don't need eyes. Why don't you go ahead, Jafar, and uh, reach into... There's a, do I have to pick it? Yeah, you it's, have to pick it. You pick it. I'm going to just kind of hold the it open. Should we call it the gash? No, we should not call it the gash. I feel like we should call it the gash. Though. I would rather not call it the gash. All right, well, let me go uh, shoulder deep into the gash here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was drinking. Oh, God. How could you drink with that cut in space time? It's so close to my head. It's close to your head, not mine. Okay. And I've got our first criteria, and man, okay. is it sticky. All right, All right uh, I go first. Yeah. Well, I uh, I picked him first. I'm going to go with my number one pick, going Mad Mardigan from Willow. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh... Is that the one that Tom Cruise plays? No, it is Val Kilmer. I'll go with uh, Hikaru Sulu, because we were just talking about Star Trek, even though you haven't seen him yet. Well... He's I saw, not I saw, in Next Gen at all, actually. So. Nope. He's in, he's in the films, and the films are canon, right? Yeah. 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 The ones that came out very recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the 2009 film. Well, yeah. That's actually the Sulu that I have picked. Okay. <clears throat> it's a multimedia experience. Pitch a tie-in experience. You, both, both sentences ended with experience, and it feels weird. Um, so, uh, I guess, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? That's a Jimi Hendrix joke. That really, I appreciate really, it. Really, it's a tie back to the first episode. Yeah. Is okay. That the end of the criteria. Yes. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. Yes. That's literally the end. Of, it's it's two sentences, both of which end in experience. Okay. So I guess it's, it's ex experience for both of you. Okay. I will take that XP and put it on my character sheet. Ben. So. Willow is an amazing, uh, fun movie i feel like it does not get the credit it deserves alongside the the rest of george lucas's canon to be clear this is a buffy tie-in no this is the film willow starring warwick davis and val kilmer it's a great movie and it Do is they sing in it or is it he and the one where no one can talk the entire episode I don't, I don't. I'm making more Buffy jokes, Ben. Continue. <laughs> I've only seen Angel. 
Really? Oh, that's not true, actually. That is the, I was going to say, that's a very Ben statement. Well, yeah, because I have never <laughs> seen Doctor Who. I have only watched Torchwood. Uh, <laughs> you can kind of get away with that. Most of Torchwood stands on its own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody else is like, oh, let's talk about Doctor Who. And I'm like, yeah, Owen's the worst, right? And they're like, he is. who? Yes. I'm like, but uh, He kind of has a redemption arc. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but only after there, he dies. Yeah, there are very few characters where you're like, "Yay, they died! I don't have to deal with them anymore." And then they come back, and you're like, "No." <laughs> and you spend the whole of the entire show wishing that one character would die and not come back. Gwen Cooper. Hey, Gwen we Cooper. Been while, guys. <laughs> I'm going to to Wales next year, so I'm trying to keep it on the down low. <laughs> it's okay; they're not listening. Um, they don't have computers. <laughs> it's true; you can't get podcasts on sheep. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> stabbed, and when you're in Wales, Ben, and actually, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, you know what's funny, Ben, <laughs> is that you're going to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get stabbed by the proprietors of a podcast made in Wales about sheep. <laughs> Because <laughs> that that has to be a thing. Beef and Dairy Network. Anyways, Ben, your yeah. pitch. Um, so, Indiana Jones gets a lot of love. Star Wars gets a lot of love. But in the the next like tier of George Lucas uh, properties, Willow has a cult fan following, but it does not get the respect of the wonderful universe it creates. So... I know we have gone too far where it is. We, we've seen how hard it can be to really bring people along on making updated movies. Mm-hmm. There are people who love the new uh, new movies. I personally love them. There are people who just get way bent out of shape. So I think we are going to avoid all of the problems that a new film would cause you know, dealing with, hey, Val Kilmer does not look like 1990s Val Kilmer anymore. He's still he's still fun, but, you know, he can't run around sword fighting anymore. Sure. We're not going to do a new movie. We're not going to do a tie-in TV show. We are going to a place where the promise of a magical fantasy world can really be let loose. We are doing comic books. We are doing a comic book series about... The the wandering rogue Mad Mardigan, okay. uh, the uh, the aspiring wizard Willow, uh, and the world that they have to uh, they create both before the movie. You know, you you get uh, Mad Mardigan, the wandering rogue, in in a series of you know crazy events that let lead to him being up in a cage on a crossroads where Willow finds him in the movie, and then afterwards they've defeated the big evil, but. You know, you know, in George Lucas stories, that's never the end of it. There's always something else happening. There's always something else out there. And there's always a new villain to face. There are always new new uh, trials and uh, tribulations for new, our heroes to face. New action figures to be Yes. Mm-hmm. For a second, when you said we're going to the, the, the one realm where imagination remains, I thought you were talking about VR porn parodies. <laughs> ah, Okay, well, that's an experience. Right? <laughs> Probably. Um, I mean, we could. I don't think Val Kilmer would be on board, but I don't know for sure he wouldn't be. So, all right, y'all set, Ben? I'm going to segue here. Please. Don't want to take you away. No, yeah, please take us away from a okay. VR Willow porn parody. Well, now that Ben's finished talking about the VR porn parody, I'm going to go God damn it. and pitch. What would, it, what, would it, what would it be called? 
The porn parody of Willow. Let's, Chris, we don't have to do this. Okay. We can, we, we can stay on topic. <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know what you call the porn parody of Willow. I'm not gonna, I don't want to spend time thinking about it. But what I do want to spend time thinking about is this multimedia experience. Mad hard again. Trek. <laughs> he comes through. No, I'm not high-fiving that. I'm just mad at myself. Ben. Ben. Yep, he did it. I can't leave a high-five. It's, 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 it's like my Ron Burgundy uh, uh, reading the teleprompter. <laughs> All right, so yep. it's E3 right now, Electronic yes. Entertainment Expo. Mm-hmm. And they are going to announce. I, I I have an inside source in the industry. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I I mean, actually, I do know a prominent games journalist. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Prominent? He probably. I don't even know. I sure. know is very loose. Anyways, um, but that's not related to this. In case this actually happens tomorrow, okay, but there's so no way in hell it's going to. So, um, so you got Hideo Kojima drunk and yep. announced at uh, E3 tomorrow is going to be a new expansion to Star Trek Bridge Crew, Ooh. which is a VR game that currently exists. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it is going to be a ground combat slash away mission simulator. Because right now the comp- bridge crew is all about being in space and doing missions. Yeah. And so they're going to add away missions now, where you beam down to the planet and you do stuff. And the tutorial for this... Uh, because that game is set in the 2009 Star Trek uh, universe, the uh, Kelvin timeline, as it's known. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, they've got John Cho, and your combat instruction is going to be sword fighting with Sulu. I would love sword fighting John Cho. Right? And he's like, you know, you're sparring with them, and, you know, the whole VR thing, so you got that going on. They can just borrow the control setup from Beat Saber, which I assume will work. Um. <laughs> probably yeah it'd be a good way to do it you know the flashing things on the screen for where to go and then that's like at the start of the tutorial and then you have to start watching his movements and the instructions go away and you have to learn how to actually anticipate movement and block and stuff sure. what's the name of the game that Riker plays with his dad uh, Ambo Jitsu uh, Am- which I believe I drafted for an episode yes Ambo Jitsu uh, which is the uh, ultimate form of martial arts the ultimate form of martial arts Unfortunately, outside the purview of my draft pick, as uh, we were very clear that I only got the Kelvin timeline in the last episode. That's, that's true, yeah. Um, Wait, does Riker not exist in the Kelvin timeline? Not yet. He might. They haven't done next-gen Kelvin timeline stuff. Okay, fair enough. Unless they... I think they did a crossover with Prime TNG in Kelvin Universe in the comics, but I don't think they've done Kelvin TNG yet. Hmm. I would really, really be down for an Ambo Jitsu VR game. Yeah. That's what I interrupted to say. <laughs> Especially if it's, if you are facing off against Riker, voiced by Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes. Frakes. Well, you <laughs> you actually just fight game, his dad because well, they couldn't get Jonathan Frakes. If you want to play a game where you play against Jonathan Frakes, there is a uh, uh, Poker with the Stars uh, CD-ROM game where you play against Jonathan Frakes... <laughs> uh, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, stand-up comedian who plays the stand-up comedian on Next Gen. Um, oh, that weird guy. Joe Piscopo. Yeah. And uh, some actress whose name I'm forgetting right now. 
Uh, but yeah, it is a VR CD, like, full motion video, you play poker with freaks. <laughs> okay. So, what I'm, what I'm gathering from this is that any personality trait that belonged to William Riker was actually just Jonathan Frakes. It seems like a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, Sean Connery got away with it. Why not Jonathan Frakes? Got away with it. I mean, time caught up with him in a cruel fashion. Okay, so to summarize, we have... Um, we have a VR Sur- experience. Sword fighting with Sulu. Sword fighting with Sulu mm-hmm. sounds like Mul- a, yeah. a good title. Yeah. yeah. And a VR experience <laughs> slash comic book. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the pandering, Ben, but that part was my idea. TMTM. <laughs> um, I I just want you guys to be proud of me. Um, for watching Star Trek. And I'm, I'm immensely proud of you for watching Star Trek. Cause, but, but the other thing is that, like, sword fighting with Sulu legit sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I think it would be really cool to have, like, a VR game where you go on, uh, you go on away missions. Especially because, like, Star, or Star Trek tends to be, like, pretty standstill and, like, fire your phaser and kind of stuff. Like, so it make, I think it would be a great fit. So I think... Jafar gets this one. All right. It also doesn't help that I haven't actually seen Willow. What the hell? I've seen Legend. Okay. With Tom Cruise and Tim Curry as the devil. Never seen it. And I don't know why you brought it up. No. It's like a very... It came out around the same time. They're very similar films. I Sincerely, it does not sound like it. Is it a high fantasy movie? Yes. Yes. With, With unicorns and... Yeah, princesses. They came out. I believe they came out right around the same time. So much so that they're linked in pop culture, even okay. though they're not related movies. If you liked Willow, you'd probably like Legend. I doubt it. Okay. Next match is Jafar versus Chris. Okay. I promise, guys. No more VR porn. I sincerely doubt it. All <laughs> right. Well, I am reaching into this hole in space time. I mean, what's it called when somebody plays? the straight man to you, except that they don't intend to help you be funny at all. Um, I think that's called being an asshole. Yeah. So as long as you guys are doing that to me, when it comes to VR porn, I'll, 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 I'll lean back on the things that you guys find more easy to support me on. Like Dune. <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm not making a VR porn drop. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out here right now. We are VR. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I do. Play the footage. Pornography. Pornography. Why are we as a country so obsessed with pornography? No. (laughs) I was going VR troopers. That's that's different. (laughs) We are farmers. Bum ba dum bum 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 in VR. (laughs) Oh, J.K. Simmons. Okay. Uh, Jafar? Yeah. Um. Let's go with Mulan. All right. Well, I guess it's going to be an East meets East then, because I'm going with Nakano Takeko. Okay. Strike a pose. 
Which sword fighter is the best dressed? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. We both picked lady sword fighters and did a criteria about dressing them up. <laughs> We're going to hell. The criteria are randomized. It's true. <laughs> I was really hoping to have that one so I could talk about just how awesome Christopher Lee's costume in uh, Three Musketeers is. Ugh. Oh, boy. Okay. Won't you fair? Uh, Mulan uh, is a pioneer in drag king fashion. <laughs> drag king fashion. I know that that word has to have been around before, but I've just never heard it. Yeah, it sounds like a, a racing like, reality it's show. It's like drag queen, but the other way yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's all I got. All right. Okay. I mean, she's got awesome armor. Yeah. And then at the end, yeah, she's awesome, wearing Awesome, standardized, every other person in the Chinese army has this exact same armor, except for her and her four friends have special armor that's color-coded, yeah. so you can tell them apart. Yep. Yeah. Because um, Disney. All right, so I'm going to take you guys on a tiny bit of a historical tour of Nakano Takeko's life, mm -hmm. because I really think that she deserves some attention, and I have no way to shoehorn it into my answer. So just for some context, right? Uh, um, right. She was born in uh, Edo, which is modern day, or Edo, it's modern day Tokyo, um, in the 1800s, mid 1800s. Um, she uh, grew up like kind of idolizing Tomoe Gozen, the other uh, famous uh, female samurai that I mentioned as a, one of our one of my uh, honorable picks. Honorable mentions, rather. Um, <clears throat> she was a swordswoman, but she actually specialized in the naginata, which is a kind of like Big so spear. sword with a very long hilt, if yeah. you were. Um, and she was just, I don't know how to describe it. Um, so women were often fought in this, in this period. Um, it was a little bit more, or a little bit less restricted of a time, but they were only supposed to be like defending the home front, really. Mm -hmm. um, but like, she had the the full like traditional samurai armor. Um, her naginata is actually still on display um, in Japan. It's one of the things that I think if I ever get to Japan, I want to go and visit it. Um, but all right, without. I can't get too much and down into exactly what happened, but essentially um, she was fighting on the side of a battle that like kind of like they were losing, but they managed to hold out for a year of like basically final standing. Uh -huh. Right. And her, her uh, older sister and her younger sister, um, they were 40, 22 and 16. Um, were fighting out beyond the gates of a city um, and pushing and like trying to keep you know people from breaking through. Uh, the gates closed behind them and said so they were kind of like caught out and uh, they fought valiantly, but Takeko was mortally wounded. And she knew that because of her status that if the enemy captured, captured her body, she would be used as a trophy. And she, she told her little sister, 16 years old, not to allow this to happen. And so her sister on the battlefield beheaded her and took the head and buried it under a tree. Um, 
But anyways, there's actually a photo of her, and she's fucking a badass. Um, she is a fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. She's fucking a badass means something else, Sorry, Chris. sorry. <laughs> that was uh, some... I, residual VR porn. Pornography. Pornography. Why are we as a country so obsessed with pornography? <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking badass. Yeah. Um, I think that in terms of style, this might be a case of function over form. Mm -hmm. Because she wore armor because she actually fought in it. And her armor was badass. I don't have a way to make an argument for this particular point. I just wanted to explain how badass she was. Well, if you ever get get a chance, Google her, read her story, uh, and look at the cool picture. Because, like, hey, she came from a time when there's actual photographs. That's neat. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you're ever curious about what Mulan wears, watch Mulan. It's like the best Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. It is. I really, really love it. If you haven't seen it, Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited for that new movie. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, when it comes to uh, standard Chinese military armor or personalized samurai armor, personalized samurai armor wins. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish her helmet was in that picture because I know samurai helmets get crazy. It kind of is. You can see, like, the top of it right there. Yeah. It doesn't have, like, a, a badass crest or anything. Or, like, a two-foot-tall golden grasshopper, which I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. like, that would just be a giant pain in the neck. Like, literally. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of pains in the neck, I'm going to have to reach in. What are you reaching to, Jafar? This, this ripped hole in space-time that Chris is referring to something else that's by my head. And I I'm think just I have to like I can't look at it and my neck hurts because I have to turn the other way, but I think I got one. Okay, Chris versus Ben is the next match. Who are you taking, Chris? I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Okay. As you wish. I'm taking the Dread Pirate Roberts. Alright. Slash Wesley. You aren't... <laughs> Thank you for that Clone High reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough of those in my life. Maybe I made someone <laughs> is you. I made a joke the other day about there not being anything in the rules that says a giraffe can't play football. <laughs> and I got a room full of people staring at me like, what are you talking about? Really, the purpose of our <laughs> podcast is, is like... To preserve all of these things that we grew up with for the future, um, because even in our own time, we're starting to be a little out of date. <laughs> yeah. I was sad, but then I found a video of Abe Lincoln's movie, <laughs> um, and I posted it to the group chat that I'm in with these people, and then I actually watched that clip, and that line had been removed from that clip for some reason. What? Yeah, very, it was poorly edited, and I'm just like... I don't know what happened here, but I'm not happy about it. 
Are you sure it's not like He's a going Berenstein, Berenstein bears? I've got situation? your baby in me, giraffe! Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Mandela effect. No, I've watched. No, it, it, that line is there. That, that line's in there. Okay, as long as... There is nothing in the rules that says a giraffe can't play football. <laughs> He's the kicker. Anyways, you aren't always fighting in a duel. Your pick is fighting alongside another from your draft pool. Your pick can be someone you've already used. How do their styles complement each other? Chris? Um... <clears throat> I think that Batman is going into battle with Eowyn. Um, there's some similarities here. Um, Batman or Bruce Wayne being a wait. Batman's Bruce Wayne. Let's let's say this is <gasps> a theoretical proposition. It all makes sense now. <laughs> That's why Bruce Wayne is always so beat up at social events. <laughs> And also why crime drops precipitously whenever Bruce Wayne is in town. Yeah. <laughs> and also why he's seen running out of every party. <laughs> like, some side, like, like some sort of coward. Exactly before Batman shows up. So Batman and Eowyn. <laughs> um, Bruce Wayne, as an uh, eccentric billionaire playboy, has rode some horses. Yeah. Um, Eowyn uh, has, has ridden many horses as well. Yeah, sure. Rohirrim. Yeah, she's. Well, is she a Rohirrim? She's from Rohan, but she's. I don't think she's. she's Ro, the suffix Irum yeah. in Elvish means of the place. Ah. So Rohirrim means someone from Rohan. Okay, gotcha. So the, Ro, the Rohirrim. It is also the name of their their cavalry force. They, that's how they refer to themselves. But yes, it's yes. correct in both situations. Yeah. I think that Batman sees a lot of similarities between the two of their. Um, uh, lives in terms of uh, Eowyn also has a public face and when she dons the armor to ride into battle uh, sort of a disguised uh, identity um, they fight evil uh, I think that the witch king of Angmar and the Joker would probably get along uh, in fact wouldn't it be great to see the Joker riding one of those black dragon things Nazgul Nazgul Hmm. Okay. Joker as a Nazgul would be fucking terrifying. Can you imagine? Just like <laughs> you see, like a black sh a black shadow pass over a head, and then a. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I mean, we are talking about Heath Ledger Joker here, so. Okay. So you. <laughs> You're limited to your movie first, sir. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so as you, we established so last episode. So you see a black shadow fly overhead and then a... You want to see a magic trick? You want to know how I got these scars? This Nazgul bit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that... So Batman... Batman's, uh, Bat, Batman's weakness is strong women, right? Okay, this is established. And so when, when Batman has a true ally who is a strong woman... His one weakness is kind of guarded, and I think that him and Eowyn could seriously fuck up some orcs together. Okay. They also have little uh, male sidekicks. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, just Robin and... Is it Merry or Pippin? Uh, it is... Uh, I think it's Pippin. Pippin. I think it's Pippin, yeah. All right. 
But if we get this wrong, the internet's gonna hate us. So yeah. we well, will you look that up for a possible correction. Sure. Okay, Google. Don't no, no. fucking no. I come out to battle with Eowyn. <laughs> it didn't hear me. Yeah, it's fine. There's too much yelling. Ben, go All ahead. Right. So Who joining uh, the Dread Pilot Roberts uh, slash Wesley is the Comte de Rochefort, uh, okay. portrayed by Christopher Lee. They are both uh, from, like, The Princess Bride is fantastical and fantasy, but they are both in a late Renaissance period, you know, time frame. They're mm-hmm. using uh, rapiers and foils, and there's castles and horses and all that, so we're not getting any kind of major culture clash. What we are getting are two peak fencers at the top of their games. So, just like uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts is able to mesh so great with uh, Indigo Montoya, he's able to see that uh, Rochefort has the wonderful skills of a sword fighter, that he's able to uh, fight in and amongst, uh, you know, a chaotic uh, battlefield wearing a heels, because it was the style at the time, which Christopher Lee talks about in uh, a really fun interview I saw with him where he's like, yeah, all the fencing we had to do, we had to do in heels because we're dressed up like 17th century French noblemen. (laughs) Uh, And they're like fighting throughout like chicken coops and shit Uh, (laughs) in heels. Uh, But when it comes to sword fighting, they are both men who will know how to win a fight and both have a flair for the extravagant, and have no fear of death. All right. So no one will be able to stand against them. Brief correction, it was Mary. We all got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, don't fact check me, bro. <laughs> no, we all agreed with you, so we're all wrong equally. Yeah. <laughs> just Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and... I think the only way to be fair in this criteria and the judging is to look at all of the possible combinations, which is to say Eowyn and Batman in Gotham and Eowyn and Batman in Rohan. Sure. And then the same combination for Ben's picks. Mm-hmm. Ben's picks mesh equally well in both environments. And I think Eowyn would be fine in Gotham, but I think the second Batman steps into Rohan, Grima Wormtongue is having some problems thinking it's a Nazgul. And I think Aragorn's just going to stab him because there's no way you take Batman into Lord of the Rings and he looks like a good guy. So I think the, I don't think the combination works as well in that direction. And for that reason, I'm giving the point to Ben. Okay. <laughs> I just want it on the record. I am the knight. <laughs> like, let's just shoot him with an arrow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> guys are being, re- being real mean to Batman right now and I don't appreciate it. I just want, He's I want like to, standing moodily on a rooftop and uh, uh, just like, what are you doing up there? It's like, one story. This is, <laughs> this is Rohan. We don't build up. <laughs> I'm just pointing at He falls through a thatched roof and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> He'd be fine on thatched roofs. Actually, I do think Legolas would shoot him immediately, though. Yes. <laughs> Batman wouldn't go to Rohan. He would go to Mordor. Because the combat is very similar there to Arkham. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And You're Batman wrong. in in Mordor 
would do some fucking damage. It's true, he would. Especially, like, New 52 zero-year Batman with his crossbow and shit. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a recurve bow. No, it's a crossbow. Okay, I... I, I he has had a recurve. Your addendum uh, stands as a solid, but I've already awarded the point to Ben in, in pen in the ledger, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, ah, damn it. I knew I should have <laughs> knew I should have lobbied for for note taking and record keeping in pencil, <laughs> foiled by the lack of an eraser again. Yes, my pilot G two point three eight was taken out by <laughs> well <such> an eraser. <laughs> okay, next match is Jafar versus Ben. Chris, go ahead and reach into the thing, and I'm gonna go ahead and take. Ooh, was it this warm earlier? No. It's kind of nice. Uh, Chris, get your hand out of there. Please. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Oh. Is there another one? Uh, well, there is also Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Same yeah. clan, different vintage. <laughs> okay. Which is a line from the first episode of the Highlander <laughs> TV show. <laughs> Which is uh, terrible. I went back and rewatched it like it's so a bad. couple months ago, and it's real rough. I, I hope it gets better, as most things do after their pilot. But, anyways, it gets better like after the third season. <laughs> Yeesh. All right. Well, I'm not making it to Raven, so yeah. I'm not too worried about that. All right. Well, well I'm going. A to lot go of shows don't make it to their third season nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Herger from the Thirteenth Warrior. All right. Right. It's very important to be in the right headspace to fight. What is your fighter's pump-up jam? Oh, this is easy for me. Princes of the Universe by Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's, I mean, and occasionally, when it's a really dramatic sword fight, and it's someone that was your friend for a long time, like a couple thousand years ago or whatever... Then Nobody Wants to Live Forever, also by Queen. Okay, but Queen, regardless. Who wants to live forever? Okay. Yeah. Ben. I had to go with my, my first gut reaction, and I'm going with uh, Immigrant Song. Ah. Uh, ah. Okay. Come from the land, land of the ice, ice and snow, snow, where the wind nights under the hot springs flow. Hammer, Hammer of, the of the gods. Yeah. Ride our ships to new lands. Fight the hordes. Sing and cry. Yeah. Valhalla, I am coming. Pornography. Pornography. Why are we as a country so obsessed with pornography? I think Ben picked the only song that could have dethroned Queen. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Led Zeppelin will always beat Queen in my book. I also, oh. I love how if you are a nerd and you look back at Led Zeppelin, you're just like, oh, these guys were giant fucking nerds. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> and I love how I'm going to put the VR porn drop that I'm going to make after Chris going, coming. <laughs> as long as it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be. We'll find out. Jafar, I did it all for the funny. <laughs> the funny. 
<laughs> See, I did it all for the nookie, so. <sighs> Next match is Chris versus Jaffair. All right, so I am reaching into this time-space hole. <laughs> my, my hand is now really old, and my fingers are super long. My fingernails are super long. That's funny. It didn't do the same thing for me. Maybe it just doesn't like you. It's possible. All right, Chris. Did you take a little bit? No. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit so much out of this fucking episode. <laughs> you can keep it in. <laughs> you can keep it. I don't care. That is not what the time space hole said. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the bride from Kill Bill. All right. And I will go with Ian McGregor. I mean Obi Wan Kenobi. Star wait, Wars. Wait, you said Ian McGregor? Yeah. Ewan. 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 <laughs> This is going to be interesting, and I'm really, really excited for this. Okay. There are few things more iconic than a good movie sword. Why is yours the coolest? Lightsaber versus katana sword. <laughs> the endless... This is this has been debated by so many nerds so many times. <laughs> this is the and internet have, in a microcosm. We have finally found ourselves here. <laughs> at a place we always refused to go. <sighs> hey, Jaffer? Yeah? What is sharper than Hitori Hanzo steel? A thousand times folded. Um, a million times folded, actually. Uh, nothing! The answer is that focused nothing. Focused light and plasma? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, okay. It cuts through your focused light and plasma because it was built by a reluctant swordsmith. Okay. That's the key. He was so good at making swords that he had to stop making swords because it was a burden on his conscience. Until it wasn't that he was so good at making swords, but is that Bill was an asshole. This is, it's basically the same thing. Right? Also, he was really hoping to get his own version of uh, Jaro Dreams of Sushi, and he just wanted those uh, those reality TV show bucks. Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Is that how it's pronounced? I've never watched it. I've only seen the name written. Yeah, it's Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Okay. It's a really good show. I believe it. You know what would make that show so much better, Ben? If it was Hitori Hanzo? If it was... If they were cutting sushi with Hitori Hanzo steel. Um, I think that... Let's be honest here about what happened first, right? Lightsabers were patterned after katanas. In the original trilogy, a lightsaber is a heavier weapon. It is something that is wielded with both hands, without a lot of theatrics, and the original films pay homage. That's French for homage. <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of different samurai films. And I think that... Hattori Hanzo, himself being a legendary swordsmith, uh, the Hattori Hanzo sword represents the pinnacle of the samurai sword. All right, so we have the katana sword. Jafar. Uh, 
Is that your entire... Div- <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> Please I mean, tell me that Jafar's entire argument is a two-second clip of a lightsaber turning on and turning off. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think you could improve your argument. I mean, is the there coolest, a more iconic sound? The coolest part of a, of a lightsaber is how it sounds. <laughs> Lightsabers are so fucking cool. <laughs> Cut through fucking Durasteel. Mm-hmm. Tara Hanzo can't craft with that shit. Lightsabers, fucking, they're the coolest weapon. They're the coolest thing. How cool are fucking lightsabers that when they make a theme park about the property that it comes from, one of the main draw experiences is building your own fucking lightsaber. That's like, it's, it's literally a bucks. whole thing. Build your own lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge. And I've seen people go through this. Like, I've seen YouTube videos of, like, people, the first set of people to go through, and every single fucking person walks out of there in tears of joy. I saw Brie Larson bawling her fucking eyes out on Instagram over her own lightsaber. Brief, brief, uh, brief aside, I think that if Kill Bill had a theme park... <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> It'd just be the bar with the crazy 88s and the uh, five six seven eights singing. And yeah. I did just watch Kill Kill. And no shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then there's snow randomly, even though it was not snowing when they drove in. Yeah. It's for dramatic. There's actually some... It's for dramatic effect, Jafar. Yeah, otherwise you, you can't have... dramatic. Effect. Otherwise you can't have blood sitting on top of snow. You know? It's a dramatic effect. Also, you sometimes it starts snowing. Someone. Yeah, but then she leaves and it's also not snowing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All I'm saying is you don't see anybody in Star Wars get their scalp cut off. I mean, there's beheadings. Yeah, Django Fit gets his head cut off. But not not his not not just the very top of it. No. No, but that's So yeah It's a more civilized age, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Jafar, you were correct. Uh, there is an entire theme park based around how awesome the lightsaber is. Uh, at this point, it seems like a big chunk of Japan is just catering to American weeaboos who come and spend their money. Uh, who will gladly pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for knockoff samurai swords. But when the question comes to which is cooler... The sound has it, man. <laughs> Huzzah. You can buy lightsabers in goddamn Walmart. <laughs> and you can buy fucking shitty-ass katanas in any shitty gift shop in the world. I've got one upstairs. It was <laughs> given away for free. <laughs> All I'm saying is that <laughs> commercialism... It's, it's everywhere. The problem is capitalism, Chris. The problem is capitalism. Workers of the world unite. Overthrow the bourgeoisie. All right. Now that I've been actually doxxed for this podcast. <laughs> Wait, you think that calling out communists is what puts you over the edge? <laughs> I mean, I know who owns the big... Uh, it's the NSA, Chris. The, the means of production for yeah, this company? Yeah. It's, it's the media companies, actually. Next match is Ben versus Chris. Last match before the finals. I'm just going to reach into this... Oh, it's kind of pulsing. Ugh. All right, well... I found it therapeutic. Uh, 
Ugh. Remember, you can use uh, Rushfort and Eowyn. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like. Just... And I've got Christopher Lee. I have to use Christopher Lee. So yeah. I'm taking uh, the Comte de Rochefort. <laughs> I know what your answer is for this criteria already. I'm going to go with... Uh, Another excellent lady swordsman. Lady lady swordsman, is that it? Sword yeah. fighter. Lady swords. Lady sword. Lady swordsman just kind of sounds fun, hmm. but regardless, another excellent lady sword fighter. Uh, at least in one version, Guinevere. All right. Slow on attack, quick on defense. What is the best lesson you learned from your fighter? Ben? Well, uh, I actually watched a video about Christopher Lee teaching you how to sword fight, and it's not... Uh, there are some problems with it. He talks about how heavy uh, uh, rapiers are, and it's swords still aren't that heavy. But, I mean, if he's used to foil work. Yeah. But uh, Christopher Lee, man who has famously stabbed people, in real life, he did that. It's like, hey, you know what's important about sword fighting? It's you don't just wave your sword around in front and just like ha hoo ha ha. No, you lunge, you get in there and you stab a motherfucker because that's what's important. Also, you wear heels because it's the style at the time. All right, <laughs> so lunge and stab a motherfucker in heels. It's one of here. It's funny because um, Spanish style rapier fighting. It's called espada, um, or sorry, sorry, destreza. Espada is just sword. It's called destreza, and it is pretty much built around the concept that everybody is wearing high heels and corsets. <laughs> it's very upright. <laughs> um, I think that the lesson of Guinevere, as portrayed by Kira Knightley, um, is that intensity matters doesn't matter what your you know it doesn't matter if you are physically smaller than your opponent mm -hmm. you have you must have courage you must run into battle covered in blue paint uh, wearing a minimum amount of leather stripping as clothes mm. this is just what she did I'm not saying that that's part of the whole thing but intensity it doesn't matter if you're a lady or a man, you sword fight like you mean it. And that's that's how you get picked to be the queen of the, the picts. Let's see what she did there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so we have Christopher Lee telling me to stab a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Or Kieran Knightley telling me that everyone is equal but also wearing shitty fantasy lady armor that... It's faux-historic, not necessarily it's fantasy. It's faux-historic, and she's she's dressed to fight. She's not dressed purposefully skimpy. She's just dressed because they weren't... None of the rest of the picks are wearing armor. With, yeah, picks <laughs> who famously ran into battle naked, yeah. but this is a PG-13 movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go for... Uh, Equality, but only because Christopher Lee is dead, and I don't have to worry about him stabbing me right now. That's true. You, you think do. he's actually dead? 
I hope I think so. You need to worry about him more. I heard. You think MI6 didn't train him in how to disappear? All he's, I heard, he's very old. I'm hoping that it was. <laughs> all I heard is that Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman made a pact to beat up anybody. So, like, so if you mess with one of them, you have to mess with both of them. So you were very wise. Okay. Yeah. Well, that puts us at equal points for all three of us. We each have two. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this never happens. So that means we go to um, the coin. The coin. We, the need, coin. we need more coins, Ben. Yeah, but you guys need to do the fucking call and response for the coin. The, the coin. coin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For those of you who may not remember, the coin is a 1976 centennial silver dollar. Except that mine is in 1972. I, yeah. Yeah. The, what, the, what's yours, Jafar? Also 72. Hmm. I, I've got the fancy one, because they're mine. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Flip! Heads, heads, tails. So it is Jafar and I... All right. Damn it. Coin. Okay, down to the last draw, Ben. Yes, indeed. Who are you taking? <sighs> I'm going to dance with the one that brought me. I'm taking Mad Mortigan from Willow. Okay. And, uh... I feel like I could talk some more about how great fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi is, so we'll go there. Oh, right. we're having a Lucas off. Yeah. First picks. Well, gentlemen, it's time for the ultimate time travel team-up. Oh! How does your pick save the universe with... And you guys gotta do the dun-dun-dun for me, so... Dun-dun-dun! Time traveling grandpa! Travels through time, but he don't care about that. <laughs> so, how does your pick save the universe with time traveling grandpa? Ben? So, if we know one thing about time traveling grandpa, it's he's annoyed with these damn kids. If we know two things about time traveling grandpa, it's that he hates Nazis. Has that been established? I believe it. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. Yeah. Yeah. But if we know three things, he hates getting his sci-fi mixed with magic. And if we know one thing about Mad Mardigan, it's he did not know that his that sci-fi was getting mixed up with his magic. And so, time traveling grandpa through time travel shenanigans ends up in the world of Willow, and he's his uh, time traveling machine has been crashed and he has to be reassembled but it's been captured by uh by the bad guys uh the guy with the crazy skull face helmet i forget his name uh and they've now realized that not only do they have their evil sorcery powers they have this potential time travel so even if they lose they can go back and try again and so mad mardigan and time traveling grandpa have to team up to storm the castle and uh steal back the time-traveling device to both defeat uh, defeat evil and defeat this awful mix-up of sci-fi and fantasy that uh, is just anathema 
to what time traveling grandpa represents and what he will what he will stand for he'll deal with a rube goldberg machine but he doesn't want all of this swords and shenanigans bullshit so he he appreciates that mad mortigan is also a cocky no-nonsense kind of guy who was willing to carve through all of these faceless bad guys well time traveling grandpa whacks them all with his cane and really comports himself well for a time-traveling grandpa fighting professional bad guy soldiers. But they're able to fight through the bad guys, get back to the uh, uh, the time machine, and just as uh, time-traveling grandpa goes away, he's like, I really hated this, but you're okay. And Mad Mardigan's like, you're not so bad yourself, old man, and then turns around and keeps fighting the bad guy. All right. So um, I'm going to preface all of this with no special edition bullshit. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. I just want to get that out of the I have the no area. problem with the special editions. I've got no problems with most of the special edition stuff. Um, I do have two very specific gripes with the special edition, one of them which will be addressed in the following. Okay. So, time traveling grandpa, right? Travels through time. Travels through time. But he don't care about that. He goes to the past. He goes long, long time ago into the past. Right? Mm -hmm. And ends up in the world of Star Wars. Now, we are going to go ahead and set this on Tatooine. And we are going to go ahead and cast use Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan Kenobi here. Um, because I feel like Hermit Old Ben and Time Traveling Grandpa have a lot in common. I feel like they're kindred spirits. Okay. And they're not going to go on a grandiose adventure uh, because Old Ben can teach Time Traveling Grandpa something that he will need in his life later. And as a time traveler, even if he doesn't care about that, he does have certain skills he's going to need throughout his life and his journeys and adventures. So, old Ben, they learn something, time-traveling grandpa moves on. Later in time-traveling grandpa's life, after he returns to the present day, he goes back in time once again and is in episode one, right? Pod races, he's watching the whole thing. He, he, he's all about it, right? And he yeah. hangs out with Liam Neeson, you know, and uh, young Obi-Wan. And joins them on their adventure, haggles to get the pod racer parts for the race, the whole deal, right? Now, a long time has passed for time-traveling Grandpa. We don't know how much time has passed. Uh, but he's, he's old. He's, he's on his deathbed here. For this adventure. This is his last ride. Right? This is the end of time traveling grandpa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they fight, they save Naboo, and as they're burning Qui-Gon Jinn's body, he looks at his old friend Obi-Wan in a young body and appears as a force ghost, having learned it from old Ben in his past, Obi-Wan Kenobi's future. 
time traveling ghost grandpa <laughs> travels through time <laughs> and he's a spooky ghost. <laughs> I'll take it. Can't move the controls. Has some punk kid who controls the time travel machine for him. <laughs> mm, the sequel, yes. And that is basically Magic Granddad. The BBC show. <laughs> I told you this exists, right? Yes. There, there, there is a time traveling grandpa TV show. <laughs> but not time traveling grandpa TM TM. No. TM TM. It's um, Magic Granddad. <sighs> Shit, man! I really like that addition to the time traveling grandpa lore. <laughs> now, now, just in case you were wondering, my particular gripe with the special edition here is the force ghosts appearing as younger versions of themselves. That is not what happens here. We see time-traveling Grandpa as we know him. Fair enough. I don't want to see young time-traveling Grandpa. No. You know? <laughs> Just your time, regular dude, travels through time at a normal pace. <laughs> <laughs> so this one goes to Jafar. Boo! I like, I like how integral time travel is. To the plot, as well as how much from each story adds to. Also, time traveling Grandpa's universe is now officially the Star Wars universe. All right, and which which then gives us the bridge for our Turboverse time traveling Grandpa Star Wars crossover. We just have to f- figure out how time traveling Grandpa hooks into the Turboverse, and then we've got. No, it. we've we did that already. Did we? Yeah, we did that already. Well, I haven't won a match, and I think three months, maybe longer, I'm starting to get real discouraged, guys. Uh, um, But for our next episode, I feel, I feel like going back to something we kind of tasted on before. I want to go back across the pond like we did with James Bond all right. Next time, we're drafting all of our favorite British stuff. All right. British stuff it is. Pubs, killing your family to maintain your control on the throne, uh, starving the Irish. Oh. Mm. You know, your favorite British stuff. Okay. Nobody drafts the Welsh. Crushing native uprisings. Um. The color red. Painting your face with lead. Hmm. Lawyers with weird fancy wigs. Yep. Yeah. It's, Going it, order, order, unlock. Yeah, there's, it's a ripe topic. I look forward to the draft. If you guys have not listened to the things that the Speaker of the House of Commons yells, it is fantastic. <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah, he's British. I'm really excited. I'm really excited too. I'm super excited. So I did the wrong preparation <laughs> <laughs> and have already selected mine. That was going to put that in the button, Chris. <laughs> it's fine. They'll hear it in a minute. Well, thanks as always to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. How It Feels right now is, uh, well, it's kind of like a phantom arm, you know, from the cold open. Remember when my arm got cut very Uh badly? 
I can kind of feel it now, um, like a phantom limb. Um, feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse@gmail.com. Let us know your favorite swordsman or your favorite British things. Sometimes those overlap. And as always, join the conversation on facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse, on Twitter at drafttheverse, and on either platform using the hashtag drafttheuniverse. Also, we got that new Facebook group thing. Yeah. Join that shit. Engage with us. We've been posting things on weekends, doing <laughs> polls. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Engage. That's... Yeah, fuck it. whole episode in british accents right that's next, next episode yeah. this is the movie swordsman debate oh shit